And now, it's time for Floria. Hi, welcome to special edition of Attitude of Altitude, Mindset of Happiness. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a huge honor for me today to have my very dear friend, Grace Luke. Grace is um, an artist, musician, uh, painter, and teacher of piano and music and painting. Uh, she has been an amazing influence. I love her dearly. We've known each other for many a years, time. a long time. So uh, join me in welcoming Grace. Thank you so much for giving me this honor. Oh, my dear. It's I who have the honor of being taught to you. Thank you. So today we're going to, we're in Grace's home and she has gracefully uh, welcomed us to her home and we're going to spend some time, have fun, and I know you will enjoy and benefit a lot from all the things that Grace has to offer. And of course, we won't get into everything because that will take a lifetime or two. However, uh, we'll uh, focus on a couple of some ideas, some things that you have lived by. And uh, I have to tell you, Grace just had a birthday last Saturday. She turned 98 years old. She looks amazing. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, Grace. Uh, well, I was born in a place called Muliskirt, Ontario. I lived all my young years in Timmins, Ontario, which at that time had the biggest gold mine, the Hollinger gold mine in the world at that time. And because of the money, everything was well done. We had very good teachers. And the other good thing was, it was just after the First World War, and we had people from every nationality in the world come to live in our town. Wow. So I was raised with people from all over the world. So I got to know a lot about a lot of the cultures from other countries, simply be not because of the parents, because an awful lot of them couldn't even speak English, but the kids could, their mm. children could. And uh, we, had, I w uh, we had huge classes in our school. Our, like our smallest class was 45 children. Wow. Yes, but you see, you didn't dare talk back to a teacher. Mm -hmm. You respected the teachers. We were taught to respect teachers. We were taught to respect older people. And I came from a Scottish background, and Scottish people are very, very kind people. My parents, I couldn't have asked for better parents no matter what. My mother owned her own business. She was a designer. She designed Mrs. Mrs. E.D. Smith, the jam people. She designed her clothes. 
because there were no ready-made clothes in those days. And she had seven girls working for her. And uh, so I grew up in a family where in those days, women were considered mm, sort of a little above dogs, but not mm -hmm. much. And, uh, but my parents realized, realized a girl should have an education and I am so grateful, so grateful and so fortunate that I was able to be raised by my parents. And I was uh, lived in Timmins, Ontario until I went to the Royal Conservatory in Toronto where I received my, it's an old, old degree now, ATCM. Now it's an ARCT. And um, anyway, then, and I was married. And uh, uh, I won't do that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. But anyway, um, other than that, I, Tell me about the time you had shared with me when you were five years old. Oh, when I was five years old, one Sunday, we then I went to church then. I don't know, but I went to church then, and I went to Sunday school, and I was five. And I, in Timmins, Ontario, there was one road in and one road out, and the northern bush was dense. So we had very little crime because you... You couldn't get, if you did something wrong, you had to get out of the town. And if you didn't get out on the road, then you were sunk. So anyway, I went to Sunday school by myself, never thought anything of it. I came home and I was crying. And my father said, what's the matter? And I said, oh, I'm Sunday school. I said, if we didn't do what God said, we'd go to hell. Now, the I went to the United Church. Now, thank goodness the United Church has changed its philosophy entirely. And my dad said, and what do they teach you about God? And I said, God's our loving Heavenly Father. And dad said, well, uh, I'm, your, I'm only your earthly father. Do you think I would hurt you? Well, the idea of my father hurting me was just beyond all. I said, no. And he said, my dear, I am only your earthly father. And if God is your heavenly father, do you think I'd hurt you? And I said, no. He said, then, my dear, you do your own thinking. That's the best gift, I think, that a five-year-old child could ever have. And I've done it ever since. Mind you, not always, but I do my own thinking. You do your own thinking. I know over the years and all our fabulous conversations that we've had, you have always uh, been so positive and you are just a ray of joy. I am happy. I am. I'm happy to be alive. My head works really well. The rest of me mm, ain't so hot. But my head works well. I don't know, Joy. Grace, <laughs> you look pretty hot to me. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not, I don't have any physical strength anymore, and sometimes that really annoys me. But I can't do anything about it, so I just have to make do. Okay. I can do. So anyway. What do you, what gives you joy? What gives me joy? That is a wonderful question. It's also a huge question. I think the thing that gives me joy most is my family. It always gives me a lot of sorrow, but 
after our hills and dales. The other thing that gives me joy is the fact that I have so many friends, like my good friend here, and because I teach music, I have friends through music. And then the other thing, of course, that gives me joy is music. Because it isn't just worldly, it's universal. From the all over the universe, wherever it is, there is music. And that's been proven, too, by listening to some of the sounds from the other planets. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and then what else gives me joy? A ray of sunbeam. Mm -hmm. Sunbeam comes in. The, a tiny little, tiny little spider I found on the floor the other day, and I thought, I've got to rescue you because if I don't, the cat will eat you. So I picked it up gently and put it out. That gave me joy to save a tiny life. Mm -hmm. And there's so, I couldn't even begin to tell you all the things that give me joy. It gives me joy to look at my plants. It gives me joy to look out at the clouds. It gives me joy to paint a picture. And it gives me a great deal of joy to play the piano. Yes. So let's go back to where we left off the conversation. I, for, I forget where we left off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> because we're having fun, we are laughing. But we left off the first segment on teaching happiness. Okay. I teach happiness through music. Uh-huh. And I also teach happiness. And you know what? I have found, too, like, if you meet a person that you don't know, and you see somebody in a grocery store, and you like their hairdo. Now, because I'm old, I can do that. I'll say, I just love your hairdo. And the smile you get back is worth $1,000. Yes. And you just say, oh, I mean, you don't have to know the person. You may never see them again. You probably won't. But if you like something and you say and you you have the courage to say it, now I can do this because I'm old. But a lot of younger people hesitate to do this because they think, Oh well, I shouldn't I shouldn't talk to somebody like that. Baloney. If you want to say something, say it. As long as you don't as long as you're not negative. Mm -hmm. I remember once when <laughs> I have a son He's always been a handful. He still is. However, uh, we were going one day, he was going to school in a different city because he didn't get along in the high school where we lived. So we were going to a different city to go to, high, to summer school. And this woman walked up to me and she said, aren't you ashamed of yourself robbing the cradle? And I looked at her <laughs> and I said, I'm this guy's mother. She said, oh, I beg your pardon. <laughs> I didn't know her. I'll never see her again. But imagine somebody saying that to a perfect stranger. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Grace. Anyway, it was fun. It was, it was fun. Yeah, see? It was funny. Uh, my grandmother, you, whenever she had instances, or even sometimes she would mistakenly say something, and trying to translate or trying to say something that she was trying to uh, convey. And she was much older, uh, about the same age as you were. Mm -hmm. And she would, when we would laugh, and she would say, well, when I'm gone, 
you guys will have something to laugh about. Exactly, exactly. And I saw, and I think, how wonderful. Yes. What greater joy in life to be the cause of laughter, yeah, laughter. for someone else. I said that the other day, uh, I was, um, I had made an error and this young person who was teaching me something and it had to do with podcasts and I said to him and I had literally frozen and I said to him I said I looked at him and he looked and he started laughing I said you can laugh at me anytime he said no 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 I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing with you I said but you can laugh at me anytime do you know why he looked at me he said yeah, well, why do you want me to laugh at you? I said, because what greater joy in life than to be the cause of laughter That's for so somebody else? And he got it and he said, wow, I've never heard that before. I said, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So you have beautiful sense of humor. Yeah, I, I think, well, there's so much in life that can be funny that can you can find something humorous in if you want to um and if you don't want to you don't have to but just e even the littlest thing can be full of fun mm -hmm. just uh any any little thing and <laughs> anyway uh, there's so many little jokes that I know that I guess maybe I shouldn't talk about here, but that you are, can say jokes too. Can I tell you a joke? Of there? course you can. Okay, I don't know whether. Do you know what a sporan is? A sporan. A sporan. S p u r n. It's the weight. It's made of horsehair, and it's the weight that holds um, a Scotsman's kilt. Okay. Down. Okay. And when I was, I don't know how old I was, I was 15 or 16, there was a radio program and it was run by a man by the name of Bert Pearl. And um, he said, that it was like a, well, just like the talk shows here. The, the um, And anyway, it was, and he said, does anybody know what a sporn is? And this woman put up her hand, and she said, yes, I do. And he said, what's this for? And she said, it's a hairy thing that hangs between a man's legs. <laughs> they had to shut the whole program. This is on radio, of course. They had to shut the whole program down. So, uh, Grace, you do know we are on, uh, we are being recorded, yes, right? I, do <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I haven't said any, I haven't said any bad words. <laughs> But I think I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yes, that is funny, and I had never heard that one before. No, no, it's old. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, Grace, tell us some of the secrets, some of the lessons you have learned over the years that have. Uh, given you joy, that have helped you along the way, that have made you who you are? Well, one of the things that I think, I think being honest is a good thing. And I think everybody should be honest. But if honesty means that it's going to make or 
be said in such a way that it's going to make somebody unhappy, then you can be honest, but do it in a positive way. Well said, well said. And so, and, and I know that people say, oh, it doesn't matter if you hurt somebody's feelings. Yes, it does. It mm -hmm. matters. It matters greatly. So even when, even when we have something negative to say, just make sure that you make it as a suggestion or you make it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And then somebody will take it not as a criticism, but as a help. Yes. Yes. Very good point. Yeah, well, it works. Yes. I often have said that honesty shouldn't be an excuse to be rude. No, it shouldn't. No. You can be honest, but you be honest in a kind way. Yes. You can be honest and kind. Yeah. They're not mutually exclusive. They're not exclusive at all. No. Because every negative has a positive. Turn it around. Every mm -hmm. negative has a positive. So if it's negative, then make it a positive. And it works. Now you see why I love this woman <laughs> so much. I'm old, that's all. <laughs> you are n I'm not old. Yes, I'm old. I'm old in years. And I'm, you're old in years. But I'm so grateful. I am so grateful that I'm old. Like, it isn't easy growing old um, in a lot of ways. But I'm happy, and I'm happy I'm not old. If I drop dead tomorrow, I have no fear of dying. If I drop dead tomorrow, so be it. Very good lesson. Uh, any other lessons, secrets to enjoying life as we go on, enjoying that journey? Or what are your secrets that you have learned or practiced? Uh, all, all I can say is that if there's something that makes you feel good or makes you feel happy, pass it on. Pass it on to someone else. It, even if you see, um, if it's a, a beautiful cloud, you say to somebody, oh, that's not You have shared with me that it also gives you joy to look for joy in different circumstances. Yeah, well, I think, and I, I firmly believe this, and even the people, the humans, who do horrible things to other humans, I still think that in each human being, there is something good. Yes, I and, agree. And you do agree. Yes. Because most people don't, you know. But No, I totally agree. Good. Because I do believe, and for reasons that I wouldn't know, because I wasn't, I was raised in a home where love was so apparent, and I had two brothers younger than myself, but we got along so well together, all of us. And my mom and dad were Scottish and strict, but strict in a way with kindness. Mm -hmm. You did as you were told. You went to bed when you were told. But there was never any, uh, what can I say, nastiness. Mm -hmm. And But that's just the way I was raised. And I was so fortunate to be able to think that everybody has a purpose, everybody has a life, 
everybody has a reason for being here. And the, it doesn't, I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're a president of a big country or if you collect our garbage. We all have a purpose. We all have a reason for being here. And it's important that to me, and the thing that if I had a wish, I would wish first my daughter would be out of pain, but then I would wish that everybody has a home and enough to eat. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's, I mean, that would be, and not only in Canada, of course, being a Canadian, I think Canada is the best country in the world. Yes. <laughs> I mean. Definitely. Yeah. And how have you been so happy all these years? I haven't always been happy because with happiness, there's, a, uh, there's always a flip side. But I think because I like people, I love people, and I've been fortunate enough to have so many students over the years, and they're still staying in touch with me, a lot of them, particularly my students that I taught at the Ontario School for the Blind. And uh, I don't know, I just, I guess I just like, I, I know I like people. Okay. And uh, the other thing is, the music is the thing that binds us all together. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody has a right to their own religious beliefs, and that's perfectly all right. But if you don't agree with them, you don't have to like it. But you should, I think, uh, maybe respect. Yes. Everybody's, they have, everyone has the right to believe what they wish. Yes. As long as, and I know that my granddaughter studied Wicca at one point, and there he said that, you can do anything in this life that you want to, as mm -hmm. long as you don't hurt anyone else or yourself. Yes. And that's about right. That's right. Yeah. So tell us about um, your work, your teaching of music and art. and. First of all, I have done nothing else in my life but teach. I've okay. never had another job, so I don't really... I don't really know what it would be like to do anything else. I love teaching because mm -hmm. I have been fortunate enough to be trained well. And the other thing is, it's so good to be able to share with other people and with friends or with complete strangers, some people you like, some people you don't necessarily like, but you can share the joy of music and art, and particularly music. Mm -hmm. and, and because I can teach it, I, I know I can teach music well, it's so good to be able to get into a person's mind and everybody thinks differently. Huh. Everybody thinks differently and what is so easy for one person, in, I'm speaking particularly of music, another person will find very difficult and then you'll find a person who everything is easy but one other thing isn't. Yeah. So it's up to me to unravel for each of from each of my students what they need. And that's the pleasure I get in finding out, hmm, what does that person need? Oh yes. Okay, I can do that. So you find from each of your students mm -hmm. and you find that you have um, a solution. Yes. And that's the good thing. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So just so you know Grace still lives at home 
and I am so grateful for that, uh, that she still lives at home and independent, and she also still teaches music oh, I do. and painting. She participates and uh, has a gallery at home as well uh, mm -hmm. in her uh, basement. She has an art gallery and uh, it is known as Grace's Art Gallery. And this house has been here a long time and you have made it a safe haven for so many. I hope so. I hope and, and I am fortunate enough that there are a lot of people who talk to me partly because as students I may know the person but I don't know the family so mm -hmm. they are free to talk to me because uh, I don't know that it isn't going to go any further yes and because I don't know the family they tell me things about their families that maybe are bothering them maybe they're happy and or maybe they're not so uh, you are also a confident as well as a teacher. Well, I hope so, uh, yes. and But I think, uh, because I teach on a one-to-one -one basis, that's the other thing. I don't I mean, teach art in a class, but I teach all my music on a one-to-one -one basis, piano and singing and theory. And because it's on a one-to-one -one basis, you get to know your students very well. Mm -hmm. You get to know them not just as students, but as people, as humans. Yes, as humans. And, and it's so, it's wonderful. I love I it. I feel your joy when you speak about it. Oh, oh, I am. I mean, I, I just love teaching. I just love teaching, and I'm just so fortunate that I was able to be trained. I'm so fortunate because when I was young, girls were either secretaries, nurses, teachers, or maids, mm -hmm. and that's really all a girl had, but oh, I had the most wonderful parents. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate. Yes, and you have also done so much for yourself, going back to that thinking for yourself. Oh, yes, and I also, because my uh, when I attended the Royal Conservatory in Toronto, you were given a, di a diploma so when I taught at the School for the Blind, they wanted a degree. So I went back to university at 54 and got my uh, BFA, my Bachelor wow. of Fine Art degree. Wow. So that, so that I could, well, I made an extra $30,000 a year that way. So yes. It was well worth it. Yes, definitely. See, I'm learning so much about joy, things that I didn't know either. <laughs> No, and, uh, oh, sure, I've had lots of ups and downs. I've been in a very serious car accident. And when my husband got out of the army, we had nothing. And someone said to me, wouldn't your parents have helped? Yes, my parents would have helped, but I would never, ever think of asking help from my parents. Mm -hmm. I'm of Scottish descent. You don't do that. Yes. You, you, it was my husband's place to look after me and at that time I had had we were married two and a half years and then then I had twins oh wow and uh so I mean I just wouldn't ever have and we were poor and I mean poor but you know 
I came from, I didn't realize then, of course, as you're a young person, also from a Scottish background, Scots don't talk to their children about money. And at least in my day and age, they yeah. didn't. But I realize now my family were fairly well to do. And I didn't, never thought about it. I mean, you just took, you know, as a kid, you don't think about those things. Yeah. And then when Eric, when my husband got out of the army, we had nothing, absolutely nothing. And oh, anyway, we lived in a house. <laughs> no, it's funny now, but it wasn't then. It had one cold water tap and no bathtub, one toilet, a way up a flight of stairs, and no heating system, one stove. And that was the only residence we could get after the war, after wow. the Second World War, because everything was just... And, well, there was no place else. If we wanted to live together, that's the only house we could get. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'll never make it. And I, at that time, I had three babies under two and a half. Wow! And no hot water, no disposable diapers, no formula that's made up. Anyway. Wow. Uh, yeah, but you know what? I think now, if I hadn't gone through that, I'm not sure I'd have been able to handle this house after my husband died. Mm -hmm. because I learned how to do it from being poor. So I know what it is to be poor. I don't know what it is to be rich. Mm, I'd like to be, but I'm not. I probably never will be, and that's not a concern. You are rich in so I'm rich in so many ways. Yeah, yes, not money. Were. But if I, I would like to be rich in money simply because there are so many people I know that I could help. You know, I have a young friend who would like to go to school. She can't because she can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, so you, that sort of thing. But no, oh, I'm fine. You know, today I walked in, and as I rang the doorbell, you came to the door, and you opened the door, and as Grace opened the door, I said, "Grace, you look incredible, and so, so filled with joy." And I said to Florida, you need your eyes tested. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Grace, you are <laughs> truly magnificent and filled with grace and joy. I am filled with joy. I am happy. I'm happy to be alive. Yes, I'm not very happy about the fact that I can't open a jar anymore. But it's a mere detail. It's a mere detail. And Grace, you are uh -uh. such an inspiration. <laughs> well, the only, it's something, it's something I've been given. It isn't, it isn't I who am the inspiration. It's what is around me and has been given to me that, so that I can share. Yes, and I know you feel that you are the vessel. That's what I do. Yes, I do. But at the same time, I really believe and feel you are expressing that joy. I hope and so. And inspiration and passing it on, magnifying it, passing, being the ray, being the light so that you can actually uh, spread that joy yeah, well, and teach happiness. And I, I try very hard 
to teach happiness through my music, through my teaching. That's a perfect segue. We're going to take a quick break and uh, do come back for conversations on how grace teaches happiness. Um, before you take off, thank you so much uh, for joining us. My name is Floria, founder of Recognize Your Potential, and I uh, look forward to seeing you in part two. Um, please visit my website, recognizeyourpotential.com, uh, as well as uh, connect with me on social media. I love hearing your gifts of feedback, your questions, comments, and uh, look forward to seeing you in a, about uh, a week or a few minutes, whatever works for you. I love uh, spending time with you. This really gives me great joy. joy. And uh, yes, joy. I am a student of um, grace. So joy is definitely something I am hooked on, or as I uh, lovingly say, I am addicted to happiness and I love um, feeling happy. Enjoy. See you soon. Please go to www.recognizeyourpotential.com for more information about Floria. Floria would love to hear from you.